0: You're listening to Kyle Warren. As we're watching this weekend, it appears that Israel is poised to begin its ground assault or its ground operations into the Gaza Strip. In order to try to make sure that Hamas never again has the ability to cross the border and massacre Israelis and many others who were caught up in that horrible terrorist attack. Meanwhile, we still don't have a Speaker of the House. We don't see any end in sight on that. My friends, the world truly is catching on fire and we don't seem to have a fire extinguisher. Stay with us, folks. All right. Welcome everyone around the globe and across the net. Kyle Warren with you. Great pleasure uh, to be with you here on the Kyle Warren Show podcast edition. Uh, It is the weekend edition of the program and uh, we have an awful lot to talk about. We're also going to uh, bring you a couple of highlights from earlier in the week uh, from the program there on AM 860, the answer, the third watch program, uh, which I'm hosting now. And uh, we've had a lot of great calls, by the way. And we have a brand new telephone number number uh, that we are putting out there so if you'd like to listen between 2 a.m and 6 a.m eastern time that's monday through friday and 2 a.m and 5 a.m eastern time on saturday mornings you're welcome to call in opine uh, join the program we've had a lot of great calls we've met a lot of great new people of course uh, listening to the program a lot of first-time listeners and uh, of course a lot of folks who've been with the program uh, for a long time and we really appreciate it we really appreciate you, uh, it's been quite an honor, and it's been an adventure, and the adventure is going to continue. I can tell you that much, and uh, because there is so many, there are so many things happening around the world. We are living. In a very important time in history, it's all unfolding uh, before our very eyes. And, you know, what I was talking about on the first, uh, there in the intro, isn't, you know, it's 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 not that great, right? It's it's pretty bleak in, in so many ways. But I think that we are going to get through this period of time. We are going to, uh, things are going to get better only because only because I think we've got clear choices. The world has clear choices ahead of it. And that is uh, to see what organizations like Hamas, uh, their uh, their benefactors like Iran uh, and others, uh, what they're really like, what they really believe, what they really have in store for you and for me if they were to be able to get their way in the world through their acts of terrorism and other bad uh, actions that go completely contrary uh, to the direction that the majority of people on planet Earth are going. So I do have a lot of optimism and that's what we bring to the airwaves each and every night Uh, and so I hope that you'll be able to tune in. Uh, Thanks to everybody uh, who uh, also uh, downloaded and listened to the special announcement uh, just recently. So let me kind of bring you up to date here of sort of what's going on. So of course you can hear me live on the radio. Uh, Go to TheAnswerTampa.com. That's one of the easiest ways to hear the program if we're not already in your market on a radio affiliate. You can also go to GCN Live as well if you'd like to pick up the live streams of the program. Uh, you can also, of course, continue to send me direct messages right here at Warrenshow.com and uh, we are going to be off and running from there. Now, as far as the podcast goes, uh, we're going to uh, try to get on a, a much better regular schedule for the podcast version, uh, and we'll probably probably also be able to bring you some highlights uh, from throughout the week uh, from the radio program. So there's a lot going on. I'm very excited. I don't know if you can tell, uh, but I'm very excited about the whole thing. And by the way, we have a brand new telephone number as well uh, that you can call into the program and opine if you're listening live Monday through Friday, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m., 2 to 5 a.m. Saturday mornings. And that is 949-822-7959. That's 949-822-7959, as they say. Operators are standing by uh, in order to take your call. Uh, but we do want to hear from you. And uh, we've got a brand new talk show system uh, in place uh, to take your telephone calls. And so we're really excited about the whole thing. And uh, as I said, we've met a lot of great new people. Uh, we, I've got a lot of great new messages uh, coming through. Uh, and uh, it's uh, it's really, really something. And of course, I want I want to respond to everybody message uh, for one thing it does take a little bit of time uh, to be able to do that but I will be able to respond and of course a lot of you have had some uh, some questions about the program and so forth and I'll be addressing those in responses but I'll also be addressing uh, that uh, we're trying to do the, our best on that uh, to address it uh, in a larger way uh, as well but uh, I really do appreciate your confidence I really do appreciate your faith in me I really do appreciate the fact that you are there this is why we do the program and um, again so many things happening around the world we're living through it And we have the opportunity uh, to give our perspective and to share uh, how we're feeling about this as well. Uh, And, of course, watching the breaking news, because I'll tell you this, uh, the other night I was talking with Denise Simon from FoundersCode.com, one of our regular contributors. And during that uh, time period, and I think we'll have a highlight here in just a moment here on the podcast, Uh, But we were watching uh, as Air Force One touched down in Tel Aviv, uh, watching uh, Benjamin Netanyahu and uh, Joe Biden, President Biden, uh, embracing their on the tarmac and then later on having their some of their um, uh, open discussions for the cameras. But we're able to bring those kinds of things to you live. That's the exciting thing, by the way, about the radio show, is that when things happen around the world, uh, we're usually the first ones, the very first ones. To hear about it And to bring it to you live on the radio uh, And to tell you what's happening As the news breaks And of course other things happen around this country as well Throughout the United States in the overnights And you'd be surprised How many people are doing things They're working Uh, We love to uh, hear from our trucker friends I heard from one just the other day Uh, We love to hear from people who are um, Working a shift Or they're uh, doing something else They're traveling perhaps Whatever it is that they're doing the overnights cross America. Uh, we are the place for news and politics, and uh, to call in. And again, I I feel like I'm gushing here a little bit because I am really because i'm really overwhelmed at the at the amount of calls that we're getting uh the positivity of the calls and the they're very interesting calls uh, as well so that's what it's about that's what talk radio is for we're we're there in order to be able uh to have a great conversation uh and to be able to talk about these events and bring them to you as they're occurring so do I sound excited? I think I'm a little bit excited, and I'm excited, too, that more and more people are finding the show, finding the podcast, and it is my great pleasure, folks, uh, to be able to do this, and it's the greatest job in the world, I'll tell you that much, and uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything. So, okay, uh, let's take a quick look here uh, at what's happening. As I mentioned in the intro, uh, we are seeing, of course, uh, that Israel is uh, looks to be getting ready to go into Gaza uh and begin their ground operations. Uh, it's going to be, of course, a very painstaking process. It is door to door. It is uh, something that uh, is not envied by anybody. Uh, this is an operation, uh, unfortunately, that never should have to take place. I think that's that's a perspective here. It wouldn't be taking place. And and this is what I'm I'm so uh, confused. Why we're so lost on this? It should. Uh, It should not be taking place because Hamas should have never come across the border to massacre innocent women and children. It just should have never happened. But Iran, I think they're handlers in Iran. You know, of course, Hamas is a wholly owned subsidiary of, of Iran. Uh, they, Iran should never have given the go ahead on this. I think there are reasons why they did. I think they're looking at weakness. Uh, they're looking at uh, the idea that President Biden is not really going to do all that much. Yes, we've moved a lot of of, of material into the, uh, into the area. We have two uh, carrier battle groups. We're also shooting down missiles coming out of Yemen. Uh, I mean, things like this are happening, and yet we don't seem to to see uh, that uh, that uh, this is beginning to escalate uh, in in such a way that that uh, we could be drawn into something that we don't that we don't want to be drawn into. But it all goes back to the basic premise, my friends, the basic premise that this shouldn't be happening because Hamas never should have massacred the innocent people like this. This was a uh, uh, talk about war crime, atrocity. And then we have, of course, all this talk about, well, the law of war, go over there and make sure the law of war is being um, upheld and so forth. And I, I've said this so many times on on the radio show, the, the Israeli forces Aren't interested in committing atrocities. The Israeli Defense Forces are there to defend Israel and make sure Hamas can't keep doing what it's doing. Uh, they have no. Th- there's there's no upside uh, ever for the Israeli uh, uh, military to to do the kinds of things that the terror groups do. In fact, they drop leaflets. They uh, they tell people to evacuate. They give every. They they afford every ability and every warning to get people out of the way. But again, Hamas, they want that kind of propaganda. They want, they want. A, a, I hate to say it, I mean, can you imagine how people would think like this? They want people to actually be used as propaganda tools to say, look what Israel has done and try to spark these protests. Uh, we understand even in London, there's about 100,000 protesters joined a pro-Palestinian march through London. This from Reuters, about 100,000 people joined a pro-Palestinian demonstration in central London on Saturday, marching through the British capital to demand an immediate ceasefire in Gaza following the Hamas attack on Israel two weeks ago. And I would replace that word attack with massacre because that's what it was. Um, it, it, this is, again, very interesting to see how even just out of the woodwork, you get people who are, are essentially supporting what Hamas did in so many ways. Uh, and uh, it, it's mind-boggling to me. Uh, for those of us who are for freedom, openness, democracy, uh, you know, it, it, by the way, I'll just say this because I want to get to some of these highlights here for you. Um, the, the Hamas terror organization, which supposedly governs, quote-unquote, Gaza, they don't govern in the best interest of the people, in fact, we had a lot of great calls on this, right? The they don't govern in the best interests of the people. They only are there to destroy Israel and they subjugate the people. The the this aid that goes into Gaza, we pray that it gets to the people that really need it, right? The people who are caught in the in the middle of this, uh, but Hamas is going to get the lion's share of that. There's no doubt, and that money and all that is going to continue to be spent towards their aims, and it's something I've been saying. And I, I think it bears repeating these terror groups, whether they're Hezbollah, Hamas, whatever, they're not interested in the Iran, you know, the uh, the the Mullahs in Iran, the Ayatollah. They're not interested in the size of Israel. The size of Israel isn't what bothers them. The existence of Israel is what bothers them. And so that's why you hear things like from, uh, you know, the, the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. That's all a, a call for pushing Israel into the ocean. And it's very, very disturbing indeed. All right, of course, we also have Jim Jordan. Uh, this also from Reuters. Uh, hardline conservative Republican Jim Jordan's quest to become Speaker of the U.S. House Representatives ended on Friday as his fellow Republicans revoked their support following a third failed vote on the House floor. That means that the House, uh, until at least next week, will remain unable to respond to President Joe Biden's request for a $106 billion national security package, including military aid for Ukraine and Israel or take action to stave off the looming November 18th partial government shutdown. It's a bad, bad situation, isn't it? And uh, we wouldn't be here either uh, if there wasn't uh, some precipitous action that was that was taken. Only because, and I say that only because you don't know what's going to happen because you 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 kick out the speaker of the house, but then you turn around and suddenly our biggest ally in the Middle East and one of our biggest allies in the world is now at war, and we can't really uh, we can't really respond. Now you could expand some of the powers of the speaker pro tem, and so on and so forth. But that is not um, um, perhaps the best way to move about this, uh, only because it's their duty and their job to elect a speaker, and they need to do that uh, so that we can get things back uh, back on the right track. Um, and, of course, there is this notion that the speaker is the second in line to the presidency, right? So you have to have... Everything in place, things in line, because, again, we don't know exactly what's going to happen. But what happens, uh, we're going to see, and we'll be talking about it, of course, uh, early Monday morning, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. AM 860, The Answer, there in Tampa, Florida, and, of course, out to all the great radio affiliates across the country. Like, for example, in AM 920, The Answer in Atlanta, Georgia. We've got 101.5 K Don over in Las Vegas. Uh, we've got The Mighty Seven ten K N U S in Denver, Colorado. Getting a lot of great messages from Denver and a lot of great calls from Denver as well. And so uh, just to name a few here. And so we're very very happy about uh, about that. Very glad to hear from you. Okay, so what? Let's do right now. Let's let's listen in to a little bit of a couple highlights here. We'll hear a little bit from our good friend Denise Simon from FoundersCode.com and the Denise Simon Experience on Facebook uh, from an earlier show this week. We'll also hear from our friend chris markowski he's the watchdog on wall street he's also heard on am860 the answer and his website is watchdogonwallstreet.com so uh we'll hear first denise simon and then i'll make a couple of comments and then we'll we'll hear a little bit of chris markowski so stay right there stay put because here comes denise simon let's get right back to our good friend denise simon good morning again denise Hey, good morning. Well, as uh, you just heard me talking about, uh, we did see Air Force One has landed in Tel Aviv. The president, of course, now getting ready to motorcade to their destination to have uh, some uh, talks and discussions, of course. What do you think is going to be top priority? Is the president there to try to get Israel to tamp down their response or is he there to do something else? Well, we don't know the
1: motivation. We can all sit back here and kind of guess, but um, I think it's really a gesture to show some solidarity. Um, Originally, he was supposed to meet with some Arab leaders, including um, Mahmoud Abbas, head of the Palestinian Authority, um, he was supposed to meet with King Abdullah of Jordan. He was supposed to meet with General Al-Sisi of Egypt. All three of them canceled the meetings. Um, and they canceled them directly after the hit on the hospital in Gaza. I'm not completely convinced that they had any plans to meet with him anyway. I almost believe that this was a ploy, a plot. To embarrass the United States. Um, and they were waiting for the moment to cancel because they all three cancel within like 30 minutes of each other. Isn't that interesting? Indeed. Um, so <laughs> now um, it's really quite fascinating, too, because we have King Abdul of Jordan who is uh, showing his um, anger. Uh, by what happened at the hospital, um, but he also said that the red line for him was Palestinians. He isn't taking any, period, end of report. General al-Sisi said the same thing. So it tells you that you've got at least two Arab countries that don't want anything to do with these Palestinians. Um now, the other thing that Biden allegedly is going to do is, is talk about nothing but the Palestinians because he said in the 60 minutes, uh, interview that he wants, uh, the Palestinians to have their own state. Never have they, um, had their own state. The United Nations after uh, Israel was created, if you will, um, <laughs> they refused the United Nations refused to ratify any kind of Palestinian state. You can't really do it if you look at a map of Palestine anyway. So um, additionally, as a gesture, I think the United States is showing force, and this is their opportunity to kind of uh, rehabilitate themselves after the debacle in Afghanistan, and I would also argue essentially the debacle in Ukraine, because we now have two aircraft carriers that one will be in theater within days. But um, we are also sending, um, I think, five shipments of U.S. weapons and, and equipment has just arrived in Israel. I think some of that is to replenish the Iron Dome. And we sent the uh Marine expeditionary Unit over there uh we also have some special forces that are already there, and they are allegedly embedded with um israel's intelligence wing um then we are sending the u s s baton amphibious group mm-hmm. um and the USS Mesa Verde, um, and the USS Carter Hall. <laughs> so we're sending all kinds of warships over there. Now, Indeed. they either know something that – and I also would mention that there's a whole pile of fighter jets that have been flown into theater, including the E-2 Hawkeye surveillance planes. Wow. How many of those? I don't know.
0: Wow. Well, Denise, yeah. hold on there real quick because we're heading to uh, heading to the uh, end of the segment, but we're going to be right back, everybody. More with Denise Simon. Founderscode.com as the events are unfolding in Israel right now. Stay right there.
1: You're listening to Kyle Warren.
0: Third Watch. All right. Oh, what a night. Oh, what a morning. Of course, as we continue to race across your radio dial in the overnights across America, folks, this is the place for news and politics. If you like to... Uh, be part of the program this morning, head over to my home website, kylewarrenshow.com. You can send us a direct message. If you have a comment for Denise Simon, our special guest again this morning, our regular contributor to the program, Denise Simon from founderscode.com and the Denise Simon experience on Facebook. And of course, uh, folks, if you haven't heard, uh, president Joe Biden, uh, about uh, 30 minutes ago or so, uh, touchdown in Tel Aviv, uh, Israel on, in air force one, uh, is going to be meeting with Benjamin Netanyahu and uh, having the president there in the region. Number one is a very, it's a security issue, security risk. So, of course, we wish him the best because obviously this is a very volatile situation there. Uh, Denise Simon, founderscode.com, wouldn't you Wouldn't you agree? Obviously, this is a very a distinct security issue going into this area at this time for the president.
1: I believe I'd have canceled the trip, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I I I do feel it's it's a very it's very high risk uh, sort of situation, and we just don't want anything to go wrong with this. I mean, this could this is again a a big concern. It Politics are out the door on that one because the president has flown into uh, an area where uh, rockets are can come down at any time.
1: Well, not only that, um, whatever you want to discuss with Netanyahu or any of his military or intelligence leadership, um, we have a whole bunch of technology that's highly secure coming out of the Situation Room that they can have a conversation with those people here. there, Especially when you've got three Arab leaders that canceled on them.
0: Right. And Uh, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I wanted to get your take as well. Because of this tragedy that happened at the hospital, upwards of 500 people, we understand, were killed. It just seems that every single time that there's a hope that maybe there could be talks or summit or anything like this, something like this happens, whether or not this was just a coincidence or not. But they're using that as part of a a reason to cancel those meetings, uh, believing somehow Israel is behind it.
1: Well, uh, I'm actually looking at some interesting footage here, too, because not only was the hospital hit, but what they call a parking lot was also um, hit, and a couple of cars were set on fire. But one particular car, one car has flipped upside down, and it was blown from the inside out.
0: Interesting. It was
1: blown from the inside out. Okay? And I'm looking at the picture. So, um, yeah, this that, was. That might have been the, the po- a point of area. origin.
0: Yeah, point of origin of the explosion.
1: Well, no, I think there were two blasts.
0: Mm hmm. Mm
1: hmm. So, um, you know, this is not Israel's first rodeo, and it's not going to be their last, I, I'm sad to say. Um, but I, I think that. Um, as long as this meeting is going to happen between um, Biden and Netanyahu, I hope Netanyahu just really lets him have it. And um, I hope whoever Biden took with him on this trip, <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're all present for this. And um, then... Well, Blinken is still in the region. He's been there for what, you know, 7 or 8 days now. Right. Um, right. I think he's going to have to stay there and after this meeting, he's going to have to go back and visit all of those Arab leaders that he just met with, including Saudi Arabia, who by the way, left him waiting 8 hours to meet him. 8 hours. Would you have waited to speak to um, Saudi Arabia leadership for eight hours. I mean that into itself is insulting, but you know our little soldier here, head of the State Department, he waited.
0: You know, it, it, well, it see that's the thing. It's it's that's sending a message. It's of perhaps it s- is. yeah, sending a message to Blinken, but also to the rest of the uh, of the Arab world more than likely as well.
1: Yeah, we're groveling. I mean, we groveled to China, and now we're groveling to Saudi Arabia.
0: Ugh. Well, Denise, one of the things, of course, American forces—and again, this is all just you know conceptual, but or theoretical at this point—but American forces could assist Israel in some way. Uh, we have the forces in the region or the the, the material there. But what about Iran itself? Would, would the United States consider some kind of strikes against Iran because Hamas is a wholly run subsidiary of of Iran? Uh, would it just be better to go to the uh, to, right to the source?
1: I don't think it would be a military um, operation. I think it would be more of a cyber operation, kind of like Stuxnet Part Two. Mm-hmm. Um. But, you know, going back to having a Speaker of the House, some of these people that voted against Jordan yesterday, they sit on some interesting committees. And um, I would argue that um, it is shameful, uh, you know, how they voted. I mean, two voted for Lee Zeldin, um, which I actually don't think it would be a bad choice personally, but nonetheless – Uh, You had a couple of voted for McCarthy. You had a couple of voted for Scalise. You had uh, Ken Buck, who (laughs) he surprises me like crazy. In fact, you know, he was on CNN yesterday, so maybe he's um, bucking for a job over there. I'm a little disappointed in him. Um, But this is the time, as we are watching what is happening to our embassies and to – You know, these protests uh, in all of these countries across the Middle East, Um, you know, it's shameful of what these Republicans are doing that we don't have a speaker.
0: Well, and of course, at the same time, the Democrats are saying things like, well, we want to get a bipartisan path forward. Uh, Jim Clyburn was saying earlier that, well, if the Republicans want to sit down in earnest and figure out how we're going to do the people's business, because guess what, Denise? I guess the, the people's business just isn't getting done, and Jim Clyburn is very upset about that. Well, But his people's business
1: and the real people's business are two different things.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, that's exactly the point. Exactly. Uh, You know, they couch it as such that, well, you know, we want to get the people's business done. But in reality, they want to keep the spending going. They want to do all that kind of stuff. And they're trying to capitalize on uh, this issue with the Republicans that can't get a speaker elected. You
1: know, um what, what do we say? Uh, you know, there's there's an old cliche of the enemies within or domestic, uh, you know, against all enemies, foreign and domestic. I, I think it's about time that we start defining what a domestic enemy is. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at this car again that blew up from the outside, from the inside out in this parking lot. Um in the courtyard in the parking
0: courtyard well well the hospital anyway, thing is definitely it's a propaganda tool at this point no, no matter how it happened let's just say let's just say for sake of argument it was an errant missile it went bad and it happened to hit and it was a terrible coincidence they still will use it as a propaganda tool well, they to try are. yeah they, to make israel they absolutely
1: stop absolutely are they absolutely are um and so, you know, it's pretty fascinating, the people in in both chambers that have seen these videos, that are getting briefings, that are getting whatever. Um, they may, may not be able to take any action out of the House, but they're getting the intelligence, at least piece parts of it. And um, it's really quite remarkable. Let's see here. Netanyahu and President Isaac Herzog, welcome. Joe Biden on his arrival 48 minutes ago, blah, yes.
0: blah, and, blah. And as a matter of fact, right now, it's, a, it's about 11.42 in the a.m. in Tel Aviv, and uh, Biden and Netanyahu are, are meeting right now in front of the cameras right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, um, the other thing, too, is, is that uh, I think that we ought to also go on. I'm going to kind of change horses here a little bit. But I think that we ought to go on a campaign that we raise the threat level here in the United States, because we have, um, you know, Border Patrolists that I think there's four Iranians that have um, crossed into our, uh, crossed over our border, a mm-hmm. um, couple of Lebanese, a couple of Syrians, um, not to mention all the other ones. But I think it's now time that um, we ask the threat level to be raised here because of the people that are, one, being let in, and two, that are getting away from us. Um,
0: Of course, yeah. I mean, this this raises the specter of so many terrible things, and the fact that the border is so porous, that's a, a terrible thing. Well, Denise Simon, thank you so much again for being with us this morning. Uh, we're coming Happy up to the did. end of the uh, of the segment. Yes, again, we'll see you tomorrow. T- t- uh, take care of yourself, Denise. All right. Good morning. All right. All right, everybody. Denise Simon, FoundersCode.com, the Denise Simon Experience on Facebook. Go over there and check her out and check us out because we're coming right back. Stay right there.
1: You're listening to Kyle Warren.
0: Third Watch. All right. Always glad to uh, speak with uh, Denise Simon, our good friend, from FoundersCode.com and the Denise Simon Experience on Facebook. And in just a moment, we'll hear another highlight from earlier in the week from Chris Markowski, the Watchdog on Wall Street. He's also heard on AM860, The Answer. You can check out his website at Watchdogonwallstreet.com. And uh, for the podcast version of the program, we're going to start to try to tie it in, of course, a little bit more with the radio show. And so a lot of great things will be happening with the podcast cast and we hope that you'll stay tuned uh, as uh, we continue to uh, to make these uh, these great uh, changes and as you go on this journey with us we really appreciate it. Okay, without further ado, let's listen in to Chris Markowski from earlier in the week. Chris, good morning. Welcome back to the show. Good morning. All right. Well, there's, again, so many things happening uh, across the world. And by the way, uh, we're letting everybody know that right now, Joe Biden uh, is talking with Benjamin Netanyahu. They're having a little bit of a photo opportunity there. They're talking in front of the cameras. They'll have private conversations, of course, but it's about 1149 uh, in the a.m. in Tel Aviv. Obviously, Chris, this is a big deal for the president to to go all the way over there, even though the uh, the other meetings with the Arab leaders uh, got, uh, got shut down.
2: Yeah, it it is. Um, Again, I I don't think that, I don't think he would have been going there if he, he knew that uh, ahead of time. Um, Yeah. We got a major situation uh, on our hand in regards to this hospital. You have unrest happening in Capitals, Beirut, Um, uh, Amman and Jordan. And I guess they called for another day of rage. I don't know if it's going to be, I think maybe, maybe even today or uh, tomorrow. Um, and they got to find some way to get to the bottom of this, this hospital uh, uh, explosion because, uh, again, it's going to be a, a difficult sell. Uh anyway, in regards to whether if you know, if it was a, a Muslim Brotherhood um misfire, whatever, you know, their their claim it's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a difficult sell. It's gonna have a difficult time getting people to believe it. So, um, you know, things are pretty tense. Uh, obviously right now and, and it can get much worse uh, very very quickly uh, not a good time.
0: No not at all and you know we, we understand that uh, the United States is putting a lot of force in that region we have two different carrier battle groups for example now when these things start to happen and we start to see more material being sent to the region obviously the president's there uh, it starts to beg the question what if what if the U.S. gets more embroiled into this because Something else happens. How does that, or do, does the market begin to sort of anticipate some of that, or, or how does it react, e- even at this early stage?
2: I mean, at this point in time, it can't really react because it's it's so fluid.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But you know, there's a lot of caution uh, that's out there, without a doubt. I mean, you got that, uh, uh, you know, that, that underlying, you know, thought that you know what happens if it, you know, we we see oil um you know spike another type of an embargo situation where you can see a massive spike um you go back to the um we're not gonna date yourself you go back to the young kip war and the oil embargo that happened after that um we saw oil i think it went from three dollars a barrel to like twelve dollars a barrel i didn't see much like you know compared to what it is today but back then i mean you're talking there you go that's a major increase um you know Mm. so you an increase like that, I mean, it's massive, you know, four times. So um, I I don't think we'll have that type of a spike. But if we do, it definitely can disrupt things without a doubt.
0: Well, and of course, consumers out there right now, uh, obviously, they're looking at um, the high interest rates. But we also saw this was quite interesting to me. uh, Retail sales actually went up 0.7% in September. According to some of these latest numbers, but it was above the 0.3%, which was the Dow Jones estimate. Is this a case of, of people doing whatever they can to keep up with spending? Uh, you know, it would seem to me that more intuitively, people might be pulling back on some of their spending, but this is for September. Well, I, we don't know what's happening in October.
2: You, you can pull back on certain spending, but I mean, you know, what other prices are going up if you're kind of diverting money elsewhere? Uh, you know, to some degree, Um, you know, and again, you got a lot, you have to take a look at the jobs number um, as well. You you see that a lot of people have taken on second jobs. So, I mean, that's a big part of the economy today, and and that happens. I mean, it's just, you know, when the the price of things come up uh, it it is what it is. So, um, you know, you're looking right now is that, that, you know, people are doing what they can to get by.
0: Well, indeed, and certainly uh, credit cards, I think, probably uh, enter into that as well. We also noticed, too, Chris, that it looks like Social Security recipients are going to get a 3.2% cost of living increase in 2024. Does this begin to cover it, or is it about right, or is it just way off base?
2: Um, well, I mean, it never matches the reality of inflation. We know that. I mean, you got to get the the COLA increases, but we know that the, you know, the prices on, on the, the items that are most important have gone up much, much higher than that. Um, so no, I don't think it, it, it is caught up with, with with where inflation is by any stretch of the imagination.
0: Well, exactly. And, and you gotta, you gotta really feel for people who are on a fixed income uh, in this, in this whole situation, you know, gas, at least in my area, and I'm in Southern California, as you know, uh, gas seems to have, um, uh, Uh, a drop back a little bit from where it was, uh, you know, by about 30 cents or somewhere in there. Uh, But generally speaking, as you, as you just mentioned, what could happen in terms of a a larger conflict in the Middle East that could send oil skyrocketing and, and we're in a real bad situation.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, you know, without a doubt. I mean, like I said, right now it's very perilous. Uh, I mean, what's going on right now. I mean, uh, everybody's kind of, you know, trying to see when the next shoe is going to drop uh, when it comes to this. You know, in my opinion, you know, we could have alleviated some of the stressors um, if we had, you know, continued to, you know, develop our own, uh, you know, oil and natural gas reserves uh, like we were in the past. Um, It's always much, much better to be, uh, you know, self-sufficient than it is to be reliant upon others. Um, You know, we were able to help out you know europe uh, with uh, what happened with ukraine because they became overly reliant up, upon russia but um you know we should continue in that direction and you know i i think you know i think you're starting to see the tide turn you're starting to see the sales come down way down when it comes to electric vehicles the belief is just not there that um okay we're gonna you know this 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 EV transformation is not going to happen, uh, not for some time.
0: Well, you know, talking about uh, electric vehicles, you know, you got to generate all that electricity. And sometimes when I drive down Interstate 5, uh, down on, you know, maybe on a quick trip to San Diego or what have you, I always go by San Onofre Nuclear Power Plant. It's not an operation, hasn't been for many years. But, uh, you know, you've talked about some of this before. Maybe that's going to make a comeback, especially with the newer technology. Uh, Do you think it will be inevitable that uh, that might be one of the only ways we can really generate all the electricity they say they want for cooking and cars and everything?
2: Well, I've always been a big believer that nuclear power is the answer. I mean, this is part of the thing we we can't get through with these people that, that the Greens, they don't actually listen to science um that they have this religion that's built into them it it, it, that is the answer Um, it it really is not to mention all of the new technologies that we have with the modular reactors that are smaller um and even got the ones now they're they're basically the size of a cargo container that can uh you know operate you know uh you know plants and factories um i mean this was fantastic because Again, you want to grow the economy as well. One of the aspects is, is, you know, setting up a factory or moving manufacturing is the cost of electricity and energy. One of the reasons why Germany lost so many plants is because their electricity costs were so high. So you have that type of reliable energy, cheap energy here in the United States. Um, you're going to drive a lot of business here.
0: Well, indeed, and, of course, the U.S. Navy has used nuclear power um, for so very long, and uh, we don't have a whole lot of problem with that. It seems like we have more experience now, certainly, than we did 40 or 50 years ago, uh, and certainly with the time of uh, uh, Three Mile Island and and these kinds of things. And people will always bring up things like Chernobyl, but but give me a break. I mean, uh, (laughs) I think we could probably do this a lot better than they did back then with Chernobyl.
2: Well, even if you take a look at some of the disasters that that happen, and you take a look at the human error, and then well, again, Chernobyl's a completely different situation. You're dealing with a, you know, a, a communist uh, regime who didn't, you know, you know care about right. safety standards <laughs> and cutting corners. Three Mile Island was anybody hurt in that at all? Nobody was. I mean, it, it was handled. But then again, you get people that. You know, absolutely lose their minds and, and, and do you know stupid things, and they have no Nukes concerts at Battery Park in New York, and let's scare everybody up. Um, this is a technology that, that would work. Um, the the amount of waste that is um, that that goes along with this is minuscule in compared to the footprint. Um, and that you're dealing with, with some um, EVs and the mining that's involved and, mm-hmm. and everything that goes along with that. It's a no brainer, it really is.
0: Indeed. Chris Markowski, the Watchdog on Wall Street, Wall Street, uh, pardon me, WatchdogonWallStreet.com. You can hear him on AM 860 and AM 930, 5 AM Eastern Time Saturday, 5 PM Sunday. Chris, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Take care. You got it. Have a good one. You too. All right, Chris Markowski, everybody. WatchdogonWallStreet.com. That is the website. Go go check him out over there. Folks, check us out right after the top of the hour news. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Always a pleasure to uh, speak with Chris Markowski, the watchdog on Wall Street. Folks, we're going to see you bright and early on the radio on Monday morning, 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. Eastern Time uh, from AM 860, The Answer. That's our flagship station there in Tampa, Florida. And of course, you can find them at theanswertampa.com. And uh, we're going to be taking your calls, we're going to be taking your messages, we're going to have a lot of great guests, of course, as we move through the week, our regular contributors, and it's exciting. So thanks for being with us. I'm glad that you're there. And we will see you on the radio Monday morning. We'll see you then, everybody out there around the globe. Take care out there. You're listening to Kyle Warren.